Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Please welcome Michael Anise. Michael's the president and CFO of Capital Markets for Manufactured Housing Property, Inc. Manufactured Housing Properties is devoted to providing housing affordability and an improved level of service to their residents. They believe everyone deserves housing value and are committed to delivering it to their customers. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you for having me. So let's start with the overall state of real estate. What is going on? I mean, we're here right now in Austin. I live in Boise. Everything's becoming incredibly unaffordable for so many. What's going on? Sure. Well, there's a big uh, lack of supply issue, uh, and that's a problem. But also the affordability factor, it's becoming something uh, that's uh, of a great concern. Uh, A lot of people are looking for something affordable, and they can't find it. Um, and we like to think that we're providing that solution by providing the most affordable housing uh, solution besides subsidized uh, options uh, to folks. So um, the supply issue and the demand for something that's affordable uh, is creating this um, uh, need that we're trying to provide by preserving and acquiring mobile home communities. So we're talking mobile home communities because there's multifamily, there's there's residences. So you guys specialize in mobile home communities. Correct. It's something that's very affordable. Uh, if you think the the current uh, average. Uh, purchase price of a home is about 350000 nationwide. You can buy a brand new mobile home for less than 50000 um, And for the same square footage, same number of bedrooms, you're talking 350 versus 50. The affordability from a renting perspective is great as well. Uh, for the same two bedroom, a little over 1,000 square feet, you can rent on national average is around 1,300, 1,400. Uh, here you can rent it. You can rent a lot if you own your own mobile home for about three hundred dollars a month. Where else can you live for three hundred dollars a month? Only in a tent, someplace probably. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You mentioned to me when we were starting this that you're in the endangered species business. So why is that? Well, unfortunately, uh, they don't issue the zoning or or entitlements to develop and build any more mobile home communities. So while everyone is screaming for the need of uh, affordability and affordable housing, yet they don't issue the zoning or entitlements uh, because of nimbyism, not in my backyard, a lot of uh, negative uh, uh, reputation that comes with these asset classes. Uh, which we're changing and turning, which we'll, I'll get into later, but also these communities tend to not to provide to the cities uh, the taxes uh, that other multi-family uh, real estate asset classes can provide. If anything, these demographics tend to uh, take away of some of the resources that the cities provide instead of contributing uh, to the taxes. So it comes down to money, and the cities don't like to issue the zoning or entitlements for these communities. So the other factor is that developers are taking current mobile home communities and switching them into multifamily, single-family projects. So the combination of the 
current mobile home communities being bought out for different uses and the fact that they don't issue any more zoning or entitlements to develop any more new ones, that universe is getting smaller and smaller every day. So developers are coming in, seeing the mobile home community, taking it over or buying it out, the cities, or it could be changing the zoning laws and whatnot because of the unfavorable perception of these communities and they're giving it to multifamily homes, so there's no place for these communities to go. Correct, and that is why it is our mission to uh, acquire and preserve as many of these affordable communities uh, for folks that need it before it's you know too late. So why would they let you acquire these communities rather than a developer? Well, these are all owned by mom and pops, small mm-hmm. operators, uh, and a lot of them, they don't like to uh, sell their properties. In fact, Uh, because of this pandemic, it raised the value of this asset class because of of how um, liquid and great in collections this uh, asset class is. So during the heights of the pandemic, while all the other other real estate classes were ranging from 70 to 80 to even maybe close to 90% in collections and occupancy, the mobile home real estate asset class was at 100% occupancy and at 97% collections. We are a company with 99% collections. So during the pandemic or recessions, these asset classes tend to be very resilient uh, and they're very sustainable. And that's why they're very attractive from an investment opportunity. How do you find these mom and pop establishments across the country? And are you across the country? Uh, we're focused in the southeast. So think Virginia down to Florida and as far as west as here in Texas. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have um, a listing of where all these mobile home communities are. And we make um, uh, very ac- aggressive efforts into trying to uh, acquire them. And just like anything you're dealing with, mom and pop business owners who probably don't know a lot of the laws. So there's a lot of education that goes into these people and establishing relationships with them. Sure, sure. And that's the thing that we uh, do very well is that we take these communities from the mom and pops that didn't have the capital to put in the deferred maintenance that these communities need. So what we do is we turn it from a trailer park into a mobile home community. We go in, kick out all the bad apples, do background checks on everybody, put in beautiful landscaping, signs, security cameras, and the tenants love it, and the communities love it, because we now turned into kind of like a not-so-great community into a community that you're proud to live in, invite family and friends. We build bus stops for kids, you know, we fix the roads, so we really make sure that we provide not only an affordable housing option, but a good quality uh, housing option for folks. And that changes the NIMBYism a little bit. And does that name change make all the difference in the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. In, cer- in certain occasions, uh, and a lot of communities, we go in and they've done a really good job, the previous owners, of maintaining it. And we keep the same name and just do our own you know, uh, thing of still maintaining uh, and fixing the things that needs to be fixed to uh, provide good quality of life. Let's talk a little bit about the demographics of who is looking for these things? Is it, is it becoming more people looking for affordable housing? We have a waiting list in all of our communities. And it's, it's, it's sad uh, to see, but uh, the reality is that as the income gap continues to widen, as inflation continues to increase, 
uh, folks are going to continue to look for uh, a cheaper, more affordable housing option. And these are the cashiers, uh, the grocery stores, the construction workers, even the bookkeepers instead of the accountants. You know, um, so we're seeing really the blood and, en and engine of our economy, the folks that really run our economy needing those affordable options, uh, housing options uh, for them to live. So the affordability factor is everything. Absolutely. Are you coming into these facilities and are you building new buildings as well? Are you bringing those as well? So uh, from our current portfolio, ha uh, the communities that we currently own, half of the tenants own their own mobile home and they just pay us lot rent. And the other half, we rent the home as well as the lot itself. So on average, the lot rent may range from $300 to $500 per month, depending on the area. And the home could be another um, you know, two to $400 on top of that as well. So when did manufactured housing properties start? We started in 2016. Uh, the uh, founder of the company is, is a, uh, Ray G. He's a big real estate uh, guy, partner with Arthur and Anderson, have done a lot of uh, real estate deals throughout his life from multifamily, single family, student housing, hospitality, you name it. And from all of that 60 years combined experience, he realized that for a long-term hold position, mobile home communities or manufactured housing communities were, was by far the best real estate asset class to own. And there is no, there is no uh, secret that two biggest investors in this asset class is, is Warren Buffett and Sam Zell. So, uh, you know, you combine that with everything else that we've talked about uh, earlier. Uh, we've set out the company in 2016 to own and operate these mobile home communities. And we have built a great team of property management, asset management, to operate and manage those assets. So we don't just own them, but we are a property management uh, company as well. Then in 2017, we went public. Uh, so uh, our stock symbol is MHPC, and uh, we've been public since 2017, but we started in 2016. And how, what's your path? How did you get here? We, uh, Me individually or the yeah, company? Yeah, you individually. Uh, so I've been a CFO uh, CPA for many private and public companies, helped a few private companies become public via the reverse IPO technology. Uh, and um, when uh, Ray G, uh, the chairman and founder, wanted to take this company public, he found me and he wanted to uh, bring me on board to help him go public. But I didn't know anything about mobile home communities. <laughs> and um, once I started to learn about this sector and how from an investment perspective, how attractive those cash flow uh, returns are, uh, I was pretty hooked. And I was excited to grow this company like I've grown other companies. And uh, now we've doubled our portfolio every year. We started the year with 1,000 pads. Now we're going to close the year with over 2,000 pads uh, or home sites. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're planning to hopefully in the next couple of years get to 5,000 home sites and uh, up place to New York Stock Exchange. Uh, we're only the fourth publicly traded company in the sector. Uh, so the other three publicly traded companies in the sector are 90 billion market cap, very well established. So we have a long uh, road ahead of us, but we're excited about the uh, growth. Um, and um, in the next couple of years, we're hoping to achieve that. So what was the hook to join this company? Was it the 
opportunity to build something cool? Was it the opportunity for you personally? I mean, with your talent, you could have gone and worked at, you know, skyscrapers, you know, where, where in Austin there's cranes, everybody's building this place like crazy. You could have done anything. So why this? Well, it's always great to do something good for the, um, you know, to the, to the economy, to the people, and also provide some decent returns um, uh, for your investors. And that's, you know, really what I sought out to do is we're doing something that's good for the economy, good for the country. Uh, it's good for folks that really need it, that can't afford it, that don't really have any other options out there. Uh, and we're seeing other, th- you know, asset classes and developers come in and take advantage of these communities. And we just want to preserve them. And it's, um, it's, it's a, I think it's a great story. You're in the southeast. Is there plans to build out towards the west? Or the west? Never say never. But, <laughs> but, but we really like the southeast. We see a lot of migration happening in the southeast from folks that are, you know, moving out of the west and northeast. Uh, so we really like to take advantage of where we're anchored. We're incorporated in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So we want to really maximize the um, potential in our backyard, mm-hmm. uh, some belt states in the, in the southeast. Then we can definitely look at other opportunities throughout the country as we grow. It's super interesting. Um, what's, what are the future plans? Well, uh, we're currently uh, raising this uh, preferred income product to acquire more communities. Um, and it's our third fund right now, and you know we're, we're profitable. We're uh, very risk-adjusted from audited financials and all of that good stuff. So, so the future plan is to get to 5,000 home sites and to continue um, providing really good returns to our investors and build on the reputation that we've already built by uh, changing those communities from you know a not-so-great place to live to an extremely uh, affordable but well-maintained, uh, great to live uh, throughout the country and, and get to maybe 5,000 home sites in the next uh, couple of years. Michael, this is incredibly interesting. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You can learn more about manufactured housing properties at mhproperties.com. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team. This is Doug Heikinen.